Hello and welcome to the Profitable Brands Podcast with me, Rebecca, owner of Sugar Branded Branding Agency. We help beauty businesses harness the power of branding so they can grow their client base and earn more money. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Profitable Brands Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to DIY your brand the right way. But before we jump into the episode, I wanted to start with the highs and lows. This episode is going to be doing it at the end because I had a super exciting weekend at my client's Pilates retreat. It was so amazing. I'm so proud of her. Um, We literally have been working together for a couple of years now and initially it wasn't even her Pilates brand she has a a brand called Pilates class and she is offering like luxury Pilates retreats and wellness retreats which is really exciting she's an instructor and a nutritionist and really into her fitness so initially the things that we were working on were actually an online um, fitness platform a couple of years ago and then over a few coffee meetings she kind of like dropped in that she wanted to start a retreat and things like that and it's just been so amazing seeing it grow from like a little seed of an idea to a fully fledged amazing beautiful smash out of the park retreat it was so nice um she planned a class for us a sound bath and meditation with Indian head massage we had an amazing lunch and we walked some alpacas it was just so nice to do something different um yeah and I was so proud of her so that has to be one of my highs of this week of course um it's always just so amazing seeing my clients businesses and things that we've worked on together really come to life Um, I just feel so grateful for the work that I do when I get these opportunities, when my clients send me their products that we've created together and I've got them all in my house. I've got loads of candles that I've lit that my clients have made and all sorts of different products. And now these experiences as well that I get to have is just such a blessing. So that was definitely one of the high points of my week. Um, One of the low points, not a really serious low, but just a like, just regular working mum life with a toddler my youngest has been really really difficult this morning and last night he went to bed quite late because I got back from the retreat sort of late and then he ended up going to sleep later because he just did not want to go to bed at all um so but he still woke up so early this morning and so he was tired I was so tired and had a really really busy day today so yeah I was just not in the best mood and he was really testing me so that was like challenging (laughs) in complete contrast to the relaxing retreat that I had just come back from um but anyways those are the highs and lows and I'm just going to jump into the podcast content so like I said how to do it by your brand but do it the right way so obviously especially now there's literally so many amazing tools and even as a professional designer um, I can see that these tools are getting really 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 advanced they're such a good tool if you don't want to learn professional design software like Adobe if you're trying to DIY your brand but you don't want to be a designer there's so many great tools out there like Canva um, that allow you to DIY your brand to a certain extent so it's absolutely fine DIYing your brand but there are right ways and wrong ways to go about it. And in my DIY brand club, Brand Creator, I kind of help my members make sure they're not falling into the pitfalls of DIYing your brand. So obviously 
everyone wants their brand to look professional, look beautiful, and you don't want it to feel or look like you've done it yourself. You want it to look like a professional designer has done it, right? So in order to get to that point, even if you're not hiring a professional designer, there's five steps that I've sort of um, summarized that I think are essential to making sure that your DIY brand doesn't look or feel DIY. You want it to feel professional. So you want to tick off and make sure that you're aware of these five key points. Um, well, before I go into that, the other thing I was going to say was that um, I thought of this like interesting comparison. So I feel like DIYing your brand is sort of like when you hire a nutritionist, say you want to get your, uh, your diet on point and you want to start healthy eating and you didn't want to be a nutritionist, but obviously you need to take look after your own nutrition. So you might hire a nutritionist to help you create a tailored plan and support you towards your own goals. So they'll come up with um, meal plans are suited to your specific nutritional goals and you might check in with them on a weekly or monthly basis to make sure that you are keeping up with those goals and that you're using the expertise they've shared with you in the right way so that's sort of like what my DIY branding club is to my members so we have their specific goals and I help them with my expertise um, with the knowledge and the tools so they can go away and start creating things themselves just like you would create your own meals if you hired a nutritionist and then the other side of the coin is when you um, hire like a done for you service so in this nutritionist example that might be hiring a personal chef instead of a nutritionist where your chef is actually creating those meals for you and taking all of that hard work off of your hands so obviously that's great if you are really short on time and have a bigger budget to play with a personal chef is like a dream of most people so in terms of my services that is more the done for you one-to-one services that are for people who have a higher budget or are really really time poor and would rather um, pay a professional designer to take that to-do list off of their jobs So hopefully that kind of gave you a bit of perspective as to the comparison between DIYing your brand or hiring someone to do it for you. They're both great solutions for different people. It just depends on your own unique circumstances. But if you are DIYing your brand, you need to be thinking about these five essential tips um, when you're going about doing that. So the first is think about branding as a system. So I feel like a lot of people, because branding is quite creative and very visual, People don't think of it as a solid business system that's going to help save you time, keep you more efficient and just make your job as a business owner a lot easier. So it's not just about your visual identity and it's not just a here and now creative task that you're doing when you're like creating a social media post or working on your website. You're not going to want to be creating your brand at the time when you're creating these um, like different assets you would be thinking about it as a foundational and integral system in your business just like your booking system or your email system or your social media planning strategy you need to think about creating a brand system that's going to save you tons of time in the future and make it really easy to outsource work when the time comes so say if you want to hire a social media manager or you want to hire someone bring someone into your team Having your brand structure in place is going to make those sorts of things so much easier. So one of the key ways to turn your creative brand ideas into a system is to make sure that you, A, choose visual elements such as colors and fonts that work together really well, and B, to record these choices accurately in a way that's easy to refer back to later. So you want to be making sure that you're not just picking colors and fonts because you like them or they look nice. You want to make sure that you're experimenting with them 
as a system, as a group together. So create some mock-up designs, like some social media designs or a flyer design, and just check how they work together and create some sort of hierarchy and rules that go along with using those colors. So is one color going to be for the backgrounds? Is one color going to be for your logo? Is there another color that you're always going to use for text? Make sure you're writing down these rules and creating a system so that it's really easy to remain consistent as you go on when you're creating other things. And then um, the other point was to make sure you're recording these choices accurately. So don't just start creating things and creating designs. You need to make sure that you've written down the exact colors that you're using, the fonts that you're using, so that they're easy to refer back to at a later date. So with my brand creator students, they have their own brand guide, which they complete as they go through like their sessions or through their workbooks, if they've got their workbooks. Um, and that becomes an almost Bible for their visual identity to help them maintain consistency when they are showing up on social media and beyond. So it's really helpful to have a brand guide where you write down all of these decisions that you've made. The second point is to make decisions based on strategy. So brand strategy can feel intimidating and confusing, but it doesn't need to be. It can be as simple or as complicated as you want to make it. The most important thing about using brand strategy is that we're not making decisions purely based on our own preferences or things that we like, but we want to, or because it's like trending or um, in fashion at the time, but we want to be making decisions based on um, what we want to accurately communicate about our business to our target audience. So we need to have real decision, real reason to believe that the decisions that we're making are going to make an impact in our business. And it's not just because our favorite color is yellow or we don't just have like a bird in our logo because we like birds. We want to make sure we're making our decisions based on actual reasoning. Because when we make decisions based on our own preferences, instead of actually having a goal for our decision, you usually find that you end up wanting to change your brand after a short period of time because you no longer are connected with it or it becomes out of fashion. You also find that you find it hard to gain traction and grow your business because what you're communicating about your business or your brand doesn't accurately represent what you're actually delivering, which leaves your clients feeling a little bit confused um, when they kind of book in with you or when they see you on social media, they're feeling a bit confused because your brand isn't aligning with what you're actually delivering. Um, so that's why it's really, really important to make our brand decisions based on strategy instead of just our personal preferences. So point number three is to give it time and start simple. So this is a big one. And to be honest, this probably applies to all areas of business. But I always tell my club members that my and my one to one clients as well, that branding is a continuous process. So that doesn't mean that you should be changing your brand every week. Um, but it does mean that especially as a new business owner, that your brand will grow and change as your business evolves. So it's only with time that you get to really know your business's core strengths and where your passion lies and what this means to your clients. So I've had my business for six years now and I'm obviously in branding, so I know what I'm doing. Um, but over the years, I have had varying visual identities. So it's not a completely different brand um, because obviously that's what we want to avoid. We don't want to be showing up as like one way this week and then a completely different way another week. But I have tweaked certain things. Like I might add in like a new pop of color or I might be choosing like a very slightly different font choice or maybe the tone of voice I'm using is slightly different. Um, that's because as time goes on, you get to, you only with time get to understand exactly what your unique selling point is and 
what you actually offer to your clients and why they're coming to you. And also your area of expertise changes as your skills change, as what you feel passionate about changes. And so your brand will change to reflect that as well. So be patient and realize that all the decisions that you're making right now are not final, final, forever decisions. You can tweak and change things as you go. It's a continuous process. And secondly, there are so many elements to branding. Some that as, as a newcomer, you might not even be aware of yet. So elements like tone of voice, custom branded icon accents, collaboration guidelines, imagery styling. Um, even if you have help from a brand expert on hand, when you're trying to DIY your brand, all of these things can seem a little overwhelming and it becomes sort of like balancing a lot of spinning plates. So obviously it takes practice to do that. First, you might be able to balance one spinning plate, which might be to consistently use your logo. Then you might add in another spinning plate, which is your color palette. And obviously it takes practice and time to get good at spinning all of those plates. So and it's the same. So creating and implementing a brand strategy takes time and practice. So you want to just start with simple things first and work your way up. So for example, you might start with a logo design, a color palette and a font palette and get used to using them consistently. And then once that becomes easy, you can start considering adding in, looking at your tone of voice and then thinking about brand patterns and all of those things. So take it a step at a time. You don't have to do all of these things at once. Um, even if you just add in like one small thing at a time with your branding, it can improve things and help. You'll see the benefits in your business, even if you're just adding in and being intentional about one thing in your brand. So just build off of that. Be patient with yourself and just understand that it is a process. <coughs> okay, so point number four is be consistent. So whatever you're doing, make sure that you're being consistent. So make sure that once you've created your brand visuals and your brand strategy, that you are consistently applying it across all the touch points in your business. So this includes your social media, and that's all of the platforms that you're on, your emails, your interior, if you have a physical space, business cards and printed assets. We want your clients to feel like they are engaging with the same business at whichever point they're at so that we build that trust, familiarity and connection and make that sale as easy as possible. Because what I always say is branding is creating that slip and that ease to creating a sale. If your brand is inconsistent or the messaging isn't quite right, then it's going to create friction between in your client's mind when they're thinking whether they should buy from you or book in from you. So that's obviously what we want to avoid. And a helpful way to keep on top of this is to do a regular audit of your touch points. So write a list of all of your um, touch points in your business that your clients and your audience are experiencing. So this might be your website, your social media, your um, physical space, write down a list of all of these places. And then on a monthly or quarterly basis, go through this list and make sure that you're ticking off and ensuring that everything feels on brand and consistent between all of these places. Okay, the fifth and final point is to create your alignment checklist. So I use the phrase aligned brand a lot and that's because being in alignment is the whole point of creating your brand. When you have an aligned brand, you're communicating with your clients, potential clients accurately about your business and you are magnetic to your dream clients. And those are the people that who will absolutely love everything that you do, buy into your new offers, share the word about your business, share your social media posts, read your blog, and it will become even easier to grow your business when you are in alignment with these people. So therefore, an alignment checklist is a super powerful tool to make sure that your branding decisions are always on point. So your checklist should 
be a list of at least four feelings or communication goals that you want to achieve with your brand. And you should be able to tick off all of these items on the list with every decision that you make. So for example, when you're choosing what caption to write on Instagram, you should run this past the checklist. Or if you are choosing your color palette, you should run this past the checklist. Now this checklist of communication goals and feelings will look different to every business, but it might include things like calm vibes, girly, bold, youthful, exclusive or accessible, heritage, expert, passionate, all of these things, you should write them down in a list and then make sure that every decision that you're making is sort of like ticking off of this list. Now, some of them might be like more vaguely attached to them than others. Like, so say, for example, if you've written down, um, I don't know, passionate in your um, list and then your color palette is like quite neutral, then maybe you might think about adding in a pop of color to feel like that passion, that vibrancy, like maybe a hot pink or a red. Um, so just make sure, even like any bright color really, but just make sure that you are, every decision that you're making is basically in alignment with this list. And that will keep you really on point and intentional about the decisions that you're making. And make sure you're not just uh, making decisions based on trends or your personal preference or any other random reason that we want to be avoiding. I hope you enjoyed this most recent episode of the Profitable Brands podcast. Remember, if you have any questions about any of the content we spoke about in this episode, you can always reach out to me directly on Instagram. My account is at sugarbranded. And there's so many different ways that I can support you on your branding journey to start growing your business, opening yourself up to new opportunities, launching a product line, or just getting your first few clients. All of the information on my branding services can be found in the details of this episode. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.